Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross, a personal development expert with over 18 years experience developing leaders, entrepreneurs and business owners. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of the inner work to get you out of your own way by helping you take what you learn here and put it into practice so you can truly thrive in life and in business. And by the way, before we dive in, if you want to work with me and take this work even deeper, just pop me a message and inquire about my services or head to tlb.org.uk UK, TLB stands for Thrive Life and Business, where you'll find all the information that you need. So without further ado, let's get stuck in. Hello and welcome to the Innerware Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about something that I am currently going through. So strap in for a partly structured episode. I have got three points to make. So this isn't an entirely chatty episode but it is, um, they are just three bullet points. So it is going to be chatty in that sense. So if that's not for you, turn off the episode here. If you are staying tuned, today I am talking about what I am experiencing and what I am learning as I am pursuing my personal goal for June 2023. So for those of you who've been around my work for a little while, you will know that the majority of my work focuses on how people spend their time, energy, and attention. And what it could be on the very surface of it, it could be misconceived my work, I believe, as productivity work, as, um, you know, goal getting work and it really isn't that it really isn't that the relation to how we spend our time energy and attention of course productivity comes into it of course where your meaningful goals do come into it but it's not really about that it's about our relationship with ourselves and how that relationship plays out by way of how we spend our time how we spend our energy and how we spend our attention And for the avoidance of doubt, just in case anyone was wondering, (laughs) I too still do this work. I have to. I have to because I'm human. And (laughs) when when I'm not a human anymore, then I'll probably stop having to do this work. But the work that I guide my clients through is the work I continue to do with myself. And so the highest level of integrity for me to personally stand in is to share my truth with you. And this is something that I've been doing every single week with my clients and something that I now want to bring on to the Inner Work conversation is this conversation around why I chose my goal for June 2023 to halve my working hours. Now that, to be honest, that's not the entire goal in its entirety. The entire goal is I'm halving my working hours in June 2023, but I am maintaining the amount of revenue that I bring into my business in June 2023. And that's important. It's really important because I could say, cool, so I'm going to halve my working hours and I'm just going to halve the results as well. And that's not what I'm saying. It's important that the second bit is attached because what I'm essentially saying is, no, no, I'm still going to produce the same output. Yeah. And I'm in business. So I'm, this isn't a hobby. I, <laughs> I'm here to generate revenue and I'm here to serve my clients and future clients who I've not even heard about yet, or they've not heard about me yet. So that's still there. So why did I set, let's start here. Why did I set that goal? I set that goal because what I was noticing in myself was a few behaviors that when in the Thrive First Method, when we do our weekly wrap-up, I was noticing that there's questions in that wrap-up that I get my clients and I, I myself practice. And I was noticing that there were things within myself that 
we're starting to become a few red flags, if I'm completely honest. So there's questions in this wrap-up, right? So things like, can you spot any stories, thought loops, behaviours that were disempowering or unsupportive for you over the past week? You know, can you um, review your high value activities, the things that you defined were taking you closer to that meaningful goal? And did you do them? What can you learn from from that those activities? Not just from doing them. It's not just a tick box exercise. Did I do it? Didn't I do it? It's what can I learn from myself? And what I was noticing was in complete honesty, uh, the closer I was getting towards um, some of the activity that I'm going to talk about in this episode today that I personally want to shy away from in business. And we all have it. We all have activities that we want to shy away from in business. For some of you, it'll be your accounts. It'll be, excuse me while I just pop the um, Thrive First Method workbook back on the shelf. (laughs) For some of you, it'll be accounts. For others, it'll be public speaking. For others, it'll be, um, I don't know, facilitating a meeting with clients where you've got to close a deal. For me, it's marketing. For me, it's marketing. And you probably know that by now. But what I was noticing, the closer I was getting to my own honesty around, hey, Nikki, guess what? If you run a business, you don't just sign up to doing the thing that you're good at. That's like, that's not running a business. That's having a job. The thing that you also sign up to is all of the other elements that come with the responsibility of running your own business. What do I mean? What I mean is, I am responsible for my accounts. I am responsible for marketing. I am responsible for sales. I'm responsible for admin. I'm responsible for all of the other bits. Now, just because, and this goes for everyone here, just because I'm responsible for it doesn't necessarily mean I do it. So there are some things that I choose to outsource because number one, I have the financial resources too. And number two, another person is better equipped to do that job than I am. And number three, when I look at, what I pay myself as a salary versus the way I spend my time. The more I spend my time doing things that aren't helping my business to generate revenue and helping me to serve the people I want to be serving, the more I have to look at it and go, do I choose to take that on myself or do I choose to outsource that? And just a caveat on all of that, when I first started my business, you don't have a choice. <laughs> I didn't have the financial resources to outsource anything. So, so going back to my point, you assume the responsibility of all of those things. And what I was noticing for myself is I was shirking away from the responsibility of marketing. And it was very, very, it was becoming very, very noticeable for me, maybe not anyone else, but me definitely because what I was relying on, and this is me really bearing my soul in this episode today, not heavy, just just the truth. What I was relying on is my client's testimonials to do the speaking for me. What I was relying on was Um, client feedback to do the talking for me. And although client testimonials and client feedback is a really great method of marketing your services, how can you possibly expect someone to believe that they can achieve the results that they're looking to achieve by working with you if you won't firmly stand behind yourself and put yourself out there to the world. That's, I'm not saying that's how it is. I'm saying that's how I believe things to be. And so part of this whole goal, working 50% less, getting the same results. Can you hear how this isn't just about work 50% less so that I can have more time in the garden while it's sunny. This is about constraining me 
literally that that word is very powerful. It's about constraint, this goal. It's about constraining me so that I don't, and I'm gonna share the three things that I've I'm learning and I've learned since doing this, but it's about constraining me so that I haven't got the time to faff about and avoid these very important things that keep my business alive and keep future clients from uh keep future clients finding out about my work. And that's ultimately what I want. Ultimately, what I want is to reach a larger audience of people so that they can either opt out and go, oh God, no, she's not for me. Oh no, I don't like the way she talks. I don't like the things that she does. I think that her work is fluffy. Or they go, wow, she's weird and I like what she does and it resonates with me and that's very powerful and I need that work in my life. That, you know, it's the job of my marketing is to present myself authentically because I am the one providing my services, to present myself authentically so that the right people can come closer and the wrong people can move away, all through choice, you know? Um, so <laughs> that was a very long way of introducing why I why I put this goal together for myself anyway. And I'm gonna tell you for a start, I've really been challenged by this goal every part of my being. When you are someone who works from home for themselves, there is no boss, you know, um, monitoring what you do. It's very easy to lie to yourself, isn't it? And we all know it. Like you, you've all got ways that you lie to yourselves, whether that's, I know I was speaking to a friend the other day and she said to me, oh no, I don't eat until my evening meal. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? You don't eat till your evening meal. Cause I know from, from my perspective, I am someone who needs their blood sugars very balanced. Otherwise, I become hangry very quickly. And I just was like, what? You don't eat till your evening meal. That's really not good for you, not good for your metabolism, but not also as a woman, like it's really not good for your hormones. Anyway, that's a tangent. And then when as we got talking further, she was like, oh no, I snack. Like I snack all day. <laughs> oh, so you do eat. And that's what I mean. It's like, it's so easy for me to work from home unmonitored. And it's so easy for me to hide from my own truth. It's so easy for me to tell myself, oh God, I've been so busy today, but busy doing fucking what? Literally, seriously, you're so busy, busy doing what? Busy making meaningful progress towards what? Why are you doing what you're doing right now? Why? Are you doing it to avoid something else? Are you doing it because it's really important? Or are you doing it to avoid yourself? The the uncomfortable feelings that come up when you have to be doing something that you know you should, but you don't want to. And this doesn't just apply to my thing around like marketing my business. This also applies to those of you who struggle to rest. Why are you being busy right now? Is it because you're avoiding yourself? Because when you know that when you stop, you're gonna have to confront yourself. <laughs> And all of the thoughts and emotions that come up when you stop and you pause. Is that why you're being so busy? Are you being so busy right now because there's an email that you've got to send and you really don't want to send it, but you know that you should. And you know that by the time that you do, that backpack that you're carrying around will get lighter. You know, that's what I mean. When I say, why are you so fucking busy? That's what I mean. So let's get into the three things that I have been learning. Thing number one is... And it, these are for us all, right? So I'm learning them. 
but these are for us all because I know that if you you are here and you're listening to this episode and you listen to the inner white conversation, you probably have similar struggles so you can relate to these, right? Number number one, if you leave your personal assumptions unchecked, they will run the show. They will run the show. Most of us are lying to ourselves, not actively. We're not actively lying to ourselves. Just like I mentioned with my friend, I don't eat till dinner time. It's not like an active lie. Whoa, I have just seen an insect flying outside my window and a bird, a tiny cute bird, swoop and eat the insect. Oh my God. Wow. That was like a, that was like being on a live show of David Attenborough. Wow. Do what, should I do a David Attenborough voice right now? And then this bird looked like a swift, flew down, precision, ate the insect. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do it. Where was I? Let me pause the episode and see where I got up to. And then I'll come back to the point because I've lost my train of thought now. Oh yeah, that's where I was. So yeah, we're not actively lying to ourselves, but we're not allowing ourselves to see our own truth. Maybe that's more, maybe that's a better explanation for it. So here's the thing. If you leave your personal assumptions unchecked, they will run the show. What do I mean? Most of us, most of us, all of us have insecurities. Okay. So your insecurities might say, uh, you're not good enough. Your insecurities might say, you don't deserve to be where you are. Your insecurities might say, um, your ideas are stupid. Your insecurities might say, you're going to get rejected. And if you get rejected, you'll get abandoned. And if you get abandoned, then you're in big trouble. I don't know what your insecurities are. You might not even know what your insecurities are. Through this work, we find out what our insecurities are. And I know for me, one of my biggest insecurities that I have been working my way through for a very long time is I'm not, I'm not valuable. I'm not valuable. And that is the, the, like, if you strip something to its very core, that assumption left unchecked will run the show. How will it run the show? What that assumption will leave me doing is trying to prove my worth. Oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry. I've just seen a dragonfly fly past now. What is going on today? Wildlife, you are presenting. You are giving today, nature. Thank you. So left unchecked, I'm so sorry, guys. Stay with me, stay with me. Left unchecked, my insecurity, my deepest, deepest fear that I'm not valuable. If I leave that unchecked and I don't, and I'm going to explain what checking it would be like in a minute, if I just leave that to its own devices, it's going to play out through my behavior. And so here's the thing, right? We very, how do we, how do we check them then? That's what you want to know, isn't it? How do we check our insecurities? Normally throughout your day, the thing that you're not noticing is, is a few things. Let me go through it. When you're going to do something that your insecurity could play out in, you're going to feel discomfort. Now, for most people who haven't done any of this work around raising their self-awareness, that discomfort will be unnoticed and they'll just surface level go, oh, I procrastinate. Oh, I'm a people pleaser. Oh, I self-sabotage. And there's no real awareness of, can we, like, can we really talk about what you're doing when you're procrastinating? What does that actually look like? Can we get 
friendly and familiar with your tendencies? Can we, and this is the work that I do with my clients, can we start to actually notice what happens? Just yesterday, I had a conversation with a one-to-one client where we were talking about her escape. Um, What did we call them? Let me just check. We called them her automatic escape tendencies, I think we called them. And what we were going through was like, okay, so when when the discomfort of not people-pleasing comes up, how do you normally want to escape? And it's not escape the situation. It's not your typical fight, flight, freeze thing. It's more, how do I want to escape myself? It's really, really sneaky, really easy to not notice. How do I escape myself? So there's a discomfort. I'm feeling it in my body. And instead of feeling really sitting with that discomfort, I go off, I go for a wee. I go off, I go and eat something. I go off, I scroll on my phone. I do anything. I go off and I actually put myself in another area of discomfort because although it's uncomfortable, it's it's less uncomfortable than this. Like that is literally what people will do, what we all will do. If we're not allowing ourselves to raise our self-awareness around what is it that we do to escape our own discomfort of ourselves, then we're fucking, we're fucking ourselves over from the, from the start. So, so number one, what am I doing to escape myself? Let me notice that. And now, and then let me notice what my mind makes it mean. So, so as an example for me, when I go to work on my marketing or I go to present my services in in a very direct way. What I notice myself doing is wanting to escape the discomfort of that. The discomfort, by the way, comes up with initial, like I'm noticing it out loud here. It's like firstly thoughts, thoughts of, oh my God, Nikki, who do you think you are? Oh my God, people are going to think you're brazen. <laughs> you're brazen. How, how dare you stand by your own value of what you do? And, and speak it aloud. How dare you own your own brilliance aloud? This is what the voices left unchecked will, will make me think, right? And they all cause me to feel very uncomfortable feelings that make me want to escape myself in that moment and also make me want to escape the task that I'm doing. So I need to recognize what do I do when I want to escape? I'll just go and avoid it. That's what I'll want to do. Now, can you see how most of us would just label that as procrastination? We don't actually spend time with the avoidance and the escape tactics. The next thing is, what do I make it mean? My judgmental mind wants to make it mean something because we want to have a story to tell ourselves. It's it's nature. It's how we're built. It's not because you and me are wrong or weird. It's because that's how we're built. We like to have a story, don't we? You know, and that's because, just so you know, that's because we just like to be able to have it logicked. We like to logic our way through things. So as long as there's a story to something, we can rationalize it in our own minds. So the way that that goes is a little bit like this. Oh, I see what's happening. Because of something that happened when I was younger, when I stood behind myself confidently and I was rejected in a very public way, <laughs> that means that I have that insecurity now. And that that insecurity plays out. So now what I make it mean when I avoid marketing my business is I make it mean that I'm shit at marketing and I am not going to be able to run a successful business because I'm shit at marketing. Now, can you see, this point, by the way, is only the first point, but this point was, if you leave your personal assumptions unchecked, they'll run the show. Can you see how that personal assumption left unchecked would make me do certain things? It'd make me go and buy a marketing course. It would make me quit my business. (laughs) 
it would make me go, oh yeah, I just can't do marketing. So I'm just going to pay someone to do it for me. It makes me want to avoid the thing because I tell myself a story that is, yeah, you're just shit at that. When actually, when I take a step back and I see things the way that they truly are. So you remember that thing I talk about all the time, like there's a coin and if you balance the coin upright, there's heads and tails, but then there's that bit, that thin bit around the middle. You know, you could say heads is possibility, <laughs> heads is positivity, tails is negativity. And I'm not looking, I'm not interested in either of them things. I'm not interested in beefing myself up to superficially make myself feel good about this thing that I'm trying to avoid. And I'm also not interested in telling myself the negative stories that are going to keep me really stuck. What I'm interested in is the truth. What's really happening right now, Nick? What's really happening? Let's have a look at it. Okay, so you're about to do this thing. You're uncomfortable because there's a story playing out. What's really true is you're just avoiding it. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that you avoided doing that thing in the moment. So what does this feeling mean that you're having? This feeling of discomfort that you're having, it means that that thing that you're doing is bringing out discomfort in you. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you're shit at marketing. It doesn't mean that you're not meant to run a business. It doesn't mean that you should buy a marketing course. It means that it feels uncomfortable. Sit with that. Confront yourself there. Respect yourself there gently. This isn't about force <clears throat> force or push or feel a fear and do it anyway. This is not about any of those things. It's about gently noticing what's going on and supporting yourself in that place. If you are a client of mine, I'm going to say the thing that I always say. The bigger the goal, the bigger the self-support. And what that doesn't mean for those of you who are unfamiliar familiar to my work. That doesn't mean is the bigger the goal. Oh my God, a million pounds worth of revenue in my... No, 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 no. Sometimes the goal is only perceived as big because our mind has problems with what that goal requires us to do. So this goal of working 50% less in my business this month requires me to really put effort into the high value activities that are going to produce results in my business that I want to avoid through the busy work. So the bigger the goal, the bigger the self-support. I can't just, I can't just go, I'm just going to do it. And I'm not like, I'm not going to attend to my nervous system. I'm not going to attend to my emotions. No way. That's not the way I want to do business. I want to do these things that require courage, that require discipline. And I want to provide myself with the self-support that will help me do those things and sit with the discomfort of myself while I do those things. A disproportionate amount of time, energy, and attention on in relation to the goals that are meaningful to you, you know? So I'm just please separate those three things. Your time, your energy, and your attention are three separate things. Time is based, time is measured in minutes and hours, and days, etc. Energy, like I could spend a minute doing one task, and a minute doing another task, and one will make me feel completely depleted, and require a lot of energy, and one will make me go, oh, that was easy, so I'll give you an example. Something that requires my discipline and courage, i.e. doing marketing, if I spent five minutes doing that, 
I'm going to be more energetically depleted than I would be recording this podcast, than I would be coaching my clients. Because those things, these things, they don't really take anything from me. I love them. I, I'd like, I just do them all day and I just wouldn't feel energetically depleted. But the things that require my courage or require my discipline or both, I can spend the same amount of time doing those things. But energetically, they they use different amounts of my energy. Can you see? And it's the same with attention. Attention is like the cause and effect. The way I see it is like attention is, I could put my attention on faffing around on Canva or faffing around on a spreadsheet. And the outcome of that probably won't get me any further to goals that are important to me, which is serving more people, which is generating revenue in my business to keep it sustainable. But attention spent on lovingly and authentically presenting my business and my work to the world, well, that's going to produce a different outcome. Do you see? So here's the thing. We can avoid the things that require discipline and courage. And we can do that in very justifiably sounding ways like, oh, no, but that spreadsheet's really important because it gives me data. Or, oh, no, it's really important that I present myself really perfectly on my Instagram feed or to those board of directors or fucking whatever by like, uh, what's that word? You know, trawling through this presentation or that post or whatever it is for spelling mistakes and branding errors or whatever it is. But actually, some of the things that you're doing are ways to avoid the things that require discipline and courage. So can you see how point one and point two lock, lock in together? It's like, I what I'm saying here is I teach this work. <laughs> this is the work that I have been um, specializing in in the last few years. And yet still here I am needing to up my own game in this because what I was doing before this 50% time less challenge that I've set myself this month is I was spending a lot of time perfecting things and avoiding things through doing busy work that is justifiable and sounds credible in business. And it takes for a lot of self-transparency, self-honesty and self-ownership to go, you are hiding and you're hiding by doing things that look and sound like they should be good. And you probably would be praised for and it's commendable and they look really nice on the outside, but is it getting you closer towards your goal though? Probably not. So check yourself. And then the third point I'm going to wrap up here is the answer that we usually go to is to try harder, is to do more, is to put more effort in. You know, so many of us, so many of us have been raised personally and professionally on the foundation and the basis of if you try hard, you will get the results. If you put your all into it, you will get the golden egg. You will get the star, the gold star. You will get the certificate. You will get the trophy. Well, here's the thing. We can try very hard and trying very hard for most people looks like putting more hours in, putting more effort in, putting more attention and energy in. But so many of us aren't acknowledging the points one and points two that I've made in this episode, which is, but trying harder doing what? Like <laughs> so many people are burned out because they're putting in 
so much energy. They're trying really hard. And it's because they've been sold this fucking lie of the harder you try, the more results you'll get. And I hope that you can hear this is very nuanced and the complexity of this. I'm not saying don't put your effort and energy in. I'm not saying don't try hard. I'm not saying don't give it your best and don't give it your all. But do try hard on the things that are actually going to produce results. Do try hard on giving yourself the self-support that is required to do the things that require courage and discipline. Do try hard to authentically cut through your own bullshit that wants to keep you busy trying harder and harder and giving more effort and more effort on the tasks that just keep you looping around in the same fucking cul-de-sac of busyness. And you're going to call it productivity, but you're just doing things that don't actually produce the results that you want because you've been fed this lie of, you must try hard to get the results. So can you hear what I'm saying? I'm not saying here, don't try hard. It's just very nuanced. I'm just saying trying harder does not equal doing more. I'm saying trying harder does not equal putting more effort and hours in. That's a lie. That's a lie that we've been sold and it's no one's fault. I'm not going to go into the realms of like generational shit or capitalism or because it's not my arena to talk about. I don't know enough about it. What I do know is from my personal experience, hence the goal of this month, I have personally been conditioned and brought up personally and professionally that the harder you try, the better the results will be. And I can tell you, I tried so fucking hard. I was working so many hours, so much so that I went, hang on a minute, this is not right, is it? It's not It's not in alignment with the message that you give your clients. You're not, you're not living your truth. Walk your talk, half your hours. And by the way, in those other half, in that other 50%, I'm actually not not working, but I it's not what work would look like. It's obligation free time. It's time where I'm going and taking myself off for a walk and supporting myself. I don't I don't just finish work and switch my brain off and go, cool, that's it, clocked off. My work's not like that because I am the creator of this work. So when I go for a walk, what I'm not allowing, let me give you the practicalities of what I'm doing at the moment. What I'm not doing is going, you are not allowed to work now. What I, <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. That was as bad as the David Attenborough one. What I am doing is going, hey, Nick, you feel, you feel a bit bruised from the things that you, you did today. How can I self-soothe? How can I stop my insecurities jumping in and making this mean something? How can I support myself on this walk? Is it by humming? Like I know that a lot of you are so into chanting and humming by well by way of regulating your nervous system. Do you need to have a little hum while you walk? Have a little hum. I'm not joking. Like some of you will be listening to this like, what the fuck? No, I'm not. I'm serious. You know, what do I need? Do I need to just be with my thoughts for a minute? So I'm not saying that it's not like work. I'm just saying that I'm not trying harder, putting more work in and calling it work. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying that I am trying as hard, but I'm not putting more effort in. I'm not putting more hours in. I'm, I'm trying to kid myself that, oh my God, I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. You're busy doing what though? Because it's not productive. Productivity has taken on a meaning over the past 10 years that it it's like, oh, maximize. No, 
productivity is making progress towards a meaningful goal. So when I'm going for that walk, I'm making progress. When I'm sitting with myself, just purely sitting with myself and my own thoughts, trying to not make it mean anything, that's making progress. It just looks different. So so let me just summarize this point before I wrap up the episode. The answer that we usually go to is try harder, do more, put more effort in, put more hours in, and it's not working. And it's not working because we're seeking safety in the security of, if I try hard, I'll be rewarded. And I'm here to tell you, that's a lie. That's a lie. We're not, we're not, it, this isn't transactional. The majority of us, the majority of you who listen to the Inner Work Conversation, you're not making cars and things like that. You know, you're not going, okay, so if I can make one car in 12 hours, that means if I put 24 hours in, I can make two cars. That's not the kind of thing that we're doing here. So you probably should be listening, you probably are listening to this and listening to my thoughts. And I hope that you're going, shit, she's right. I've been working harder, putting more hours in, putting more effort and attention and energy in and more, more, I'm doing more, but I'm actually just not getting the results. That should tell you something. If you take a minute to step back and be with yourself without judgment, by the way, without judgment, without criticism, self-judgment, self-criticism, just be with yourself and ask yourself honestly, am I really busy or am I busy avoiding the things that require discipline and courage? Am I busy avoiding the self-support that it takes to do the things that require discipline and courage? I'm handing over to you here. Now you've heard about my goal, you've heard about my experience and it's fucking hard. Like I come up against my own little inner shitty chatter every single day. And I'm cool with that because I'm human, right? Just like the rest of us. So over to you. What have you gained from this episode? What have you gained? What have you, what's been mirrored to you in this episode that you can take away and go, fuck, I need to sit with that. I need to sit with my own truth there for a minute. And obviously it goes without saying, if you want to come and do this work with me, it's the kind of work that you'll be doing. The kind of work that enables you, gives you the tools to slow yourself down just enough so that you can see your own truth for what it really is. Not what judgment and anxiety and insecurity would make it mean. Just the truth for what it is. And in that place, we can give ourselves grace, confront what that really means, what the truth of that is with massive self-respect, self-compassion and holding ourselves lovingly accountable. That's the work that we do. My doors are open. All you need to do is book an inquiry call. And if you're not going to do that, and if you're just here for the free stuff, I hope you got what you came for today. So signing off there, as always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you're cheering you on too. loved having you with me today. Now it's over to you. There are three things you can do straight away. Number one, have a think about what one thing stood out the most in this episode and how you can use it to create change in your life and business and message it to me. Just a simple act of writing it out and sending it to someone who gets it is usually enough to keep you accountable to take the next steps. Number two, think of one person 
who'd really benefit from hearing this episode today and send it to them. Tell them I said hi. And lastly, don't forget, if it's your time to take this work to the next level, pop me a message and ask about my services and we can see what would be the best fit for you. And as always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too.